And welcome back to FPRK Radio Podcast. That's Fuck Politics, Religion, and Kanye West, the podcast where we talk about all the things that tear us apart, all the things we're not supposed to be talking about at work, at barbecue, in front of the family, at a little party and shit. You know what I mean? You're supposed to keep it light. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to keep it light. Um, this is Fuck Politics, Religion, and Kanye. Um, there's so much to talk about this week. So much to talk about this week. Um, Kanye-specific, non-Kanye-specific, uh, all over, there's the, the shit going on with the Vatican, all this other shit. Yeah. Um, so we're going to dive right into it. Uh, this week, I'm joined by a uh, special guest, um, Asher Gardner. Say, what's up, Asher Kai for the viewers. Sorry, Asher. <laughs> Asher Kai. You got to let artists, let it, let artists art. Yeah. Um, so we've got Asher Kai here. Um, welcome. First of all, welcome. I'm finally glad to be on here. You know? um, and 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 uh, we're, you're you're in the in the new the new reign of this podcast. Um, I'm expanding out beyond comics because uh, okay. everyone has an opinion. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you you are a photographer, videographer, director. Yeah, yeah, dabbling with everything. Um, I'd say like just creatively do a little bit of graphic design too you know oh, I'm sorry, design. Sorry. yeah yeah throw that in there too. Oh, you know i gotta got plug myself yeah, <laughs> if you don't who the fuck will you, exactly. you feel me um I well mean, you, we talk about kanye in this podcast i learned it from kanye bruh we'll get into the the deep life lessons of kanye um a little bit later in the podcast uh because there's so many and 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 the fact that uh we as a society have, have tried to ignore kanye's uh, influence for whatever we'll get into that shit. We'll yeah, get yeah. we'll we'll go into that. Oh, we gonna we'll get into it. We get into it today. Go into that. Everyone's feeling good. Everyone's feeling light. The stimmy's hit. Um, I feel like stimmy neutron out here. You feel stimmy me? Stimmy neutron. Um, I don't, I don't talk about whether I got the the stimmy or not because I don't need to, people to know my status. Shit, you know, I, I already bought my yacht with mine. So <laughs> you did right. Yeah, catch me in uh, the marina. Niggas is coming up. <laughs> Niggas is coming up. Uh, how you feel? How you feel about the stimmy? Like, I mean, obviously, everybody feel good when a little bit of money hit they hit a John. Um, I feel like the stimmy matches what people on Twitter treat it as, and it's a fucking joke, right? Because right. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's well for single people like me. You know, it's only fourteen hundred. Um, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but that's like one month of rent. So these niggas was arguing to let us have one month of rent. For three months of rent. <laughs> These niggas was arguing for about three months for like one month of rent. So it's kind of like, thanks. Right. Like, right. like, yeah, while y'all was talking about it, uh, shit so accrued. damn long. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like shit accrued. So now your 1400 ain't enough. And it wasn't enough when you talked about it the first time. Exactly. So, so that's how, yeah. I mean, I deeply, um, it, it's one of those things like the, the $15 minimum wage, which mm-hmm. we're not getting. Um, but when they started talking about the $15 minimum wage, which was four years ago or before, mm-hmm. the $15 minimum wage was barely enough then. That was like, let's get people to the bare minimum. Yeah. And then they spent four or five years talking about it. Now they're still talking about this $15 minimum wage. And you're like, well, nigga, in the time y'all talked, we, we, we further. Inflation. Right. See, they know about inflation, but they like, ain't trying to tell us about inflation. I feel like everything, everything, every, every like major issue that we're talking about politically uh, especially in terms of poverty or, you know, just general need are exigent circumstances for people. It's people being like, this is what I need this right now. I need this today. And they're like, all right, we're going to talk about it for a couple months and we might get it to you. And like, but I'm like, I told you it was exigent. Now it's mm-hmm. dire. Um, so, I mean, like, it's a joke. Do you consider, are you, do you consider this whole administration a joke? So like with me, you know, honestly, 
anything's a step up from the last one. Um, and the stuff that, you know, Democrats ran on and, and Biden ran on, I feel like early on they're addressing it. And it's going to take some time for us to, like, really know if they hold themselves um, true to what they're saying. And I feel like they're off to a good start from it being, like, about a month and a half, two months in, minus the STEMI. But, like, that was going to be a joke regardless because, like, Honestly, I feel like they did what they could because Republicans ain't trying to give shit. So you're one of those. I'm, Just, <laughs> I'm an optimist. Yes, I'm. Yeah, an optimist. Yeah. you're a give, you're a give them time. Uh, which you know, I, so we're two months in. You know what I'm saying? And like um, they talk about a lot of the things that um, Joe Biden mentioned. Like you know he a lot of things he's been doing in the first hundred days. Like now I'm fucking drawing a blank off the top of my head, but. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the things that I I voted for him for because I, I did vote for him, mm-hmm. um, they're at least starting to address. And I feel like with the way that Congress is set up and Senate versus the House, like they got no excuses. So if like in two years we still talking about the same shit at primaries right. and the midterms, then I'm like, y'all niggas. Have and to I'll me. give you, I'll give you this. I am starting because I'm like a skeptic. Just hold these niggas to the fire until you know what I mean. Um, I, you know, I have, I've seen some things, uh, like he, he kind of changed the guidelines for drones recently, which I thought they should have made a bigger deal of, but they didn't, mm-hmm. um, because we'll see how we use it. Um, and basically like, I don't know if you like, cause they didn't report this heavy in the news, but like, you know, uh, Obama ran wild with drones. Oh, for sure. Um, and, for and, sure. and Trump used that shit too. And we just didn't really talk about it. And, and now Joe Biden, he did use the drones in Syria. Yep. But he reined back like who could call it drone strikes, um, which is a, maybe a good thing. I mean, if he just resigned it to the executive branch and still was like, we can use it. Um, yeah, I didn't actually I didn't hear about that. But that's a that's a good point, because this is like someone talking to my homie about the other day. And like, do is it legal? Like, really? No, like under the Constitution. Because, no, it's super illegal. It's but, so illegal. But Bush set a precedent, and every single president that followed after has just been like, "Oh yeah, fuck it, no Bush, one's gonna check it." Bush set a precedent, and Obama pushed that precedent. To yeah, the don't ever get it twisted. Edge. Obama is deported the most people, and he drone strike the most people. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm still Team Obama all the day. See, see, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, if, uh, if, if. A Republican or a white person is talking shit on Obama. I beg, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> but if a Democrat starts talking about Obama, I'm like, nah, nigga, we got to talk about all the issues that he had. Oh, side note, Pete, this something I saw today, and like coming on, I knew I was gonna be on the podcast. I knew I had to mention this. Did you see that George Bush is coming out with a book about immigration? No, <laughs> no. I don't know exactly what the book is about, but the fact that George Bush. Is writing a book about immigration and how we can reform it is absolutely hilarious to me. It's the but funniest here's thing ever. Here's the thing: George Bush is going to have as much insight. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a book from George Bush as much as I'll take a book from Obama, Cop- because yep. Obama, you know, we all know he's the porter in chief, right? I was out there in the days before he's the porter in chief, the porter in chief. George Bush was a deporter too, not as much as Obama. He deported a lot, and yeah. and he represents. He was a governor of a border state, mm-hmm. so even if his insight is wrong, his insight will be from a perspective of someone who's had to deal with a border. He was a governor of a border state, 
Um, so like I'll be like I don't I, I I'm not going to be like I agree with what you say. Yeah, I'm like I'm not saying I'm going to read it, but like I just thought that was fun. like it's ironic. Like yeah. with so much bullshit going on in the world these days, you know, sometimes you just got to look at a story like not take it to heart. It's like that's, that's fucking just ironic. hilarious. <laughs> that's just ironic. funny. It's like uh, it's like uh, the Penn State coach writing a book called Touch. <laughs> It's like, oh, let me tell you about my deal with young boys. It's called Touched, and then he touched a bunch of boys. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. It's like the it's like the reverse version of that. Yeah, kind it's of, the kind absolute of. reverse. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I, and George Bush is an interesting person to co- uh, bring up uh, because as we're talking about like uh, Biden being better than Trump, mm-hmm. um, and then in the face of Trump, Joe uh, Bush as all like. Bush doesn't seem that bad anymore to yeah, people. Yeah, now he's Uncle Bush, Uncle right. George. Like, and I'm like, honestly, to me, um, the things that George Bush did were worse mm-hmm. than anything that Trump did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like Trump did his whole like, you know, uh, all his racist rhetoric and all that's real terrible and the effects of that are terrible and they can't be quantified. Mm-hmm. But Bush, Bush started two wars. That, yep. are, that we're still like trying to get out of dealing with the effects of today. Bush was Patriot Act. Bush was, um, you know, a, a, a few different things that set really dangerous precedences mm-hmm. for the United States. Um, and now, like you say, Uncle Bush, Michelle be hanging out with him. Yeah, like, like oh, they be going on picnics and shit. Oh, like, oh, oh, Bush, but at least he's not Trump. And da da da. And I'm like, all right, so like, where's the bar at? Right. And where's there is the fucking there, bar. There's no fucking bar. There's not a bar at all, and 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 my issue with it is, um, I am a progressive, mm-hmm. hardcore. Like that's it, right? Just no matter who I'm talking to, I'm like I'm a progressive. Yeah. Um, which is like beyond the little bullshit that we're talking about. So I think everything we're talking about, I'm like, nah, this is easy shit. Like we can feed everybody, we can give everyone healthcare. I'm trying to get to fucking space. Like I'm trying, I'm trying. Like I, you, like, like that Dave Chappelle episode. Y'all up here talking to me about this, that, and third. What about Mars? Yeah, I'm trying to go to Mars, Mars nigga. Yeah, that, But like that's 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 like basically where I am. So when we're like arguing over like uh, fourteen hundred dollars, <laughs> right? And we're arguing over fourteen. Like you live in downtown Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, that fourteen hundred dollars. I'm like, all right, my nigga. Like. Yeah. I take care of these streets. Fourteen hundred dollars ain't going to do shit. Like, there's no plan. Like, I feel like I every day, everyone in Los Angeles, not just downtown, but like everyone in Los Angeles is like, uh, <laughs> this is a takeover. <laughs> it's a takeover. Yeah. Uh, and like, I want to. And those are I- easy issues to me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, we can solve those. We can feed, house, and get health care for whoever needs it, right? Because everyone has a different issue. Some people just need housing. Some yep. people just need, uh, not just need, right. Employment. Good jobs too, not like, you know. They ain't get no good jobs. Yeah. You talk to the 70-year-old dude out there who ain't don't even know how to work a computer, spend 30 years in jail and be like, get a job. <laughs> and he's like, where? Where am yeah. I? Like, Walmart's not going to hire me. We ain't doing no factories anymore, but America don't make shit. Yeah. Uh, it's hard. And like, yeah, that's like one of the leading causes of like this, massive wealth difference like this wealth gap increase because you know a lot of these people that are <clears throat> older they didn't grow up with computers and stuff like we did so like trying to i try to take a coding class my my brother master code that's what he does computer software engineer mm-hmm. i tried to take a coding class i failed twice twice after taking it once right. took it again and we again. we young <laughs> And these, these like, and these like old niggas out here, and they're like, they need to get a job. And I'm like, please tell me who is going to hire him. Yeah. Like, like after I dry him out, get him a place, clean him up. Are you yeah. going to hire him? And to do what? 
against what job market? Like against how many people trying to do what? Um, and so what are your thoughts on like universal income? I love universal income. I love you. Uh, I started, I have a blog. It's like the first blog uh, post that I wrote it was back in 2007 or 2008. It's called uh, Ramblings of a Harmless Revolutionary. Don't exist anymore. Okay. But my first post was basically, it was, I didn't know it was called universal basic income, mm-hmm. but it was like, I will pay somebody not to come rob me. Right. <laughs> I, you, you want, you want niggas to not sell drugs. You want people to not scam. You want people yeah. to not do this. Pay them to just chill. Yo, that's like, um, how little baby got started rapping. Gunna was paying him to stop trapping and come to the studio. Right. Rap. Like that. Like and they talked about it before. And like, that's universal income. Yeah, and it, that's like there, there, there's people out there that would be like, "Yo, I don't want to do this, but this is what I have to do." Right. Um. And 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 the first rule, the first rule, at least in America, if not the world, before don't break crimes, don't do this. The first rule is get money, like survive. Yeah. That is the first rule, and and everyone is trying to just cover their basic needs from the jump. So if I do that, it's not going to take care of everybody. Some niggas want to shine. Some people want to just do, do bad shit. Some people want to do all that. Yeah. But some people are just trying to eat. So I'm like, if I can cover that. Yeah, it's not going to take care of everything, mm-hmm. but at least those those people that it does take care of, it reduces it by that. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. And 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 we're uh, most of our society, uh, not most of our society, but there's a decent amount of people whose jobs have been displaced. Yeah. So so for them to go, all right, my job's been displaced. Instead of just being like, well, you shit out of luck, go live in the street. Yeah. Your job wasn't your job was displaced, but the the money that it cost to pay you wasn't. It's, it's still there. It's just going to one person now yeah. instead of you. I got. I never thought about it like that. No, I'm a I'm a fan of it too. Um, there's this recent some town in like Oregon, like you know they be doing all this progressive shit up there, but they tried it and like did like a year study and they <laughs> found that like people that were getting it, the average like full time employed people jump by like ten percent in a year. So yeah. it's like, obviously the shit works because and the people were saying like I felt less stressed because you don't think about that mm-hmm. you don't think about like people don't think like oh well if they want to eat get a job I was like blah but like what about the stress of getting up every day and you got to feed your kids you don't know how it's going to happen that shit will make motherfuckers like want to go rob so you so depressing That'll right motherfuckers want to go rob you so, I gotta like, go do this right yeah. I, ha- I can't I wake up every day with this shit how am I going to feed my kids how am I going to do this how am I going to do this I'm desperate um the, the little job you offer me over here ain't even going to pay for my kids, right? So I'm going to be away from my family for most of the time, trying to right. make some money that's not even going to cover my family. Right. Why wouldn't you go scam and scheme? Now, if you're taking it for free and you get to spend time with your family, right, you might have time to figure out exactly what you want to do, yeah. um, not go rob anyone, um, find meaningful work to yourself, which is really important. Um, I think... Uh, I, work, I do, you know, I do workers comp and like a common phrase in that is like, you know, work gives people dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, the studies show that people who go to work every day have dignity and da 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 But that's for specific jobs. Like not everybody yeah. finds dignity in going to work. Some people find their job to be non- Just to go. Right. Like I have to go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm big on that. I'm big on people not going to jobs that they don't want to do. Nobody should work doing something i don't want someone doing something that they don't want to do because they're going to do a bad job yeah that's why you see someone like yelling at a fast food worker like nigga let's see you try to flip burgers all day for fucking pennies like you yeah, don't, don't give a shit i'm gonna throw some ketchup on your fries or whatever like 
I don't, I'm not going to care that much either, but like, <clears throat> but there are also those, those people that like just take pride in the fact that they are being gainfully employed. And like you said, like, yeah, work gives pride because, you know, at least you can take care of what you got, you know? Right. And, and I, I think everyone takes that differently. And there's some people that go, it's the people that, uh, you know, in, in, thinking about winning the lottery and some people go, I would go back to work still because what am I going to do? Yeah. That's the person I want working. That's the person I want to go to work. Yeah. Because they're taking pride in their work. They're like, this is my job. I'm going to do what I do. And da, 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 da. And the person that goes, I'm literally only here for the paycheck. I don't give a fuck about this job. I'm going to do the bare minimum at this job to not get fired. And as soon as I can get out of here, I'm gone. It's a person. If you, you're an artist, right? You yeah. Don't, you don't want nobody working on your team like that. No. You want someone passionate about being there because they're going to do a good job. And yeah, that's where everyone should be. Because, like, unless you want to do it, like, there's going to be times where you're working long fucking hours all day, like 17-hour days. And, like, when you're at that last, like, the that last stretch, you don't know, people quitting on you when you're trying to get the shit right. Because they're not in it. Yeah, and then, like, you look at it after, like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad, like, we all locked in and got that done. But, like, if you were to quit and, like, it didn't come out perfect, then it's just, like, Oh, I just wasted 17 hours then rather than wasting two hours. Right. And and the person that's there doing that bullshit job is only there because they need to be there for money. Yeah. But if they didn't need to be there for money, you could. There's 10 other people that wanted that job, that yeah. applied for that job, that were passionate about that job, that would have done that job. You had to get bamboozled by some nigga that got, had to lie to you <laughs> so he could work. So, so I guess you the free internship craze, what do you feel about that? I'm I, all right. So I'm not a fan of free internships. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand them. Mm-hmm. I'm not like I. I did internships when I got out here. You Jamaican, my dad Jamaican. <laughs> my dad was good one. It was like, what is, but I was like, I, I, I had an internship when I was in law school, and I was like, yeah. So I'm doing this internship, and my dad was like, what do you mean internship? Would you you working for free? That's what you're doing. And yeah. I'm like, no, but dad, I got to learn. It's a, it's a tight industry and people want to get in. And anyone, he's like, you're working for free. That's yeah. all you're doing, right? Um, and I, I think, you know, I think of it like college basketball players. If you're making money off of me, mm-hmm. then I should make some money. Oh, they're getting paid, though. <laughs> they, but like, they're taking it on the low. On the low. On yeah, the they feel the ball out. Like, I want to see fucking college basketball players show up to games with gold chains, Fucking all tatted up. Like, I want to see that shit rather than, like, these fucking sponsors and all these whack. Like, right. put the money back in them. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, being a former college athlete, I didn't play that long, but I'm off. On, not the whole time I was in college. But, like, right. you know, it was some long days of, like, working. And, like, I didn't play the D1 level, but I can only imagine how much harder it is at that level. Oh, you know, no, it's a pay job. These, pay, yeah. yeah, pay these men. Mm-hmm. But. The whole school showing up at you know what I mean? They got jerseys, they they, they selling out tickets, the whole town's in on it, and they these niggas like, just going out there. And then and then if they get hurt, they he, done. He ain't even learned nothing because he had some white girl doing his homework <laughs> and shit for him. So now he now he's stupid because yeah. he ain't learned nothing. Uh and maybe that's a little bit on them, but that's also on like, you know what I mean, how they're lifted up. Well, yeah, because like like you were saying, out of college, like you had to do a free internship, and I did one too. I interned at this studio because I'm from Jersey, so shout out South Jersey, you know. Blah, blah. Um, I was working at this studio, interning, going to school, doing like doing like four classes a day, and then uh, working at this other job for the state. Like, and those days were crazy. Yeah, and I can only imagine. And like, you know, I had like a I was living at home still, so like I didn't have like crazy bills and things like that, but. 
I can only imagine someone that like has to take care of themselves all the time and they have to be the main breadwinner. So like how are they supposed to balance doing this free internship, going to school, working, and also at the same time building their own career and future? Because like really, I can't speak for like every other industry, but like creatively, you got to be working on your own stuff to really like get to that next level. It takes so much out of you. Like people act like it's so easy to be like, all right, you work all eight hours a day or more, right? Yep. Not including your commute, commute. right? Yeah, Shit like that. Lunchtime because niggas want to make you stay there, but we're not going to pay you, right? You're going to be here, and then it's like, and then you're supposed to go home and work on your dreams. It's like, yo, niggas is tired. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's not even just tired. They might have a family. They might have other shit that they got to do. It's, it's not so just physically tired. It's mentally me tired, too. Mentally exhausted. So I, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I deeply agree with uh, people being allowed to, uh, to, to get a universal basic. And, and that freeze motherfuckers, like people hate automation mm -hmm. and robots yeah, taking jobs. Yeah, they're afraid of that. And I'm like, no, that's what it's supposed to do. Because, like, in my opinion, I, that leads us to, like, really, so I've been thinking about it because it's starting to pop up more and more. More and more industries are taking advantage of that. And I say taking advantage because I feel like that money that they're saving using these robots, it should go back to the people. Right. Because, like, isn't that the whole point of life is, like, enjoyment? So, like, I know people don't enjoy some of these jobs that these robots are taking. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, these robots are taking these jobs that people don't. I just messed that up. But yeah, these robots are taking these jobs that people don't enjoy. So like, yeah, like let pay them so these robots can do it, and you're not losing any money. Like you said earlier, right. the money just going to a different person. So like, let's not let that person get it. That's already rich, already ha like, doesn't have to worry. Let's let these people get it that just lost their job, right? Because now, because like, of you, yeah. Right. And like you could, you could even the, the the savings that they make in not having because we act like it's just like the employment of this person, but it's mm -hmm. not just the employment of this person. They're also saving on insurance and losing employees, uh, you know, staffing space, uh, space for them to take breaks. Like there's a lot of cost that goes into employing people that they and they can take. This man's a lawyer, y'all. Work and you do some work in comp stuff. Right. <laughs> so if you want to like, if you want to even just go, all right, we're going to pay you what we was paying you. You're still saving and making money on what you took away. So it's yeah. like, you know, you took their job. So just go ahead. You pay back into this universal bank and, and we can have niggas following their dreams and being a happier society. Um, so while we're on sharing amongst the world, um, you know, one person who I thought might have been a share, who might have been for universal basic income, uh -huh. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> he, um, would, he made a, a, a town off of one loaf of bread. He uh, was all fish. about that shit, yeah. One loaf of bread and fish, let's make it happen. Um, and in a, in a country full of Christians who don't appreciate that at all, just be like, mm -mm, you a Christian and work hard for yourself or starve and die. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you a religious person? Um, I grew up religious, definitely. Uh, Didn't we all? Did were you Jehovah's Witness? No, I was okay. Baptist. All right, a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses are, yeah, you know I mean Jamaicans. Yeah, but no, I was a Baptist. You know, I, a lot of still devouts in my family. I'm gonna say I fell off the bandwagon. Yeah. Um, falling off the bandwagon. I've, I've been on the bandwagon. They kicked me <laughs> up. Um. So yeah, you know, last few years, like I don't really. Uh, uh, I wouldn't call myself a Christian. Yeah. I believe in. People and like, 
I, facts. I, I've said that a lot. Like, I believe in people. And facts. Facts. And, and some certain facts you just can't deny. Certain, all right. So, okay. I, I've, come, I've come a little bit away from, um, and I guess I don't want to say facts, um, because I'm still on facts. Like, anything that I tell you is a fact, because it happened to me, right? So, I'm yeah. like, here's the facts. Um, so, I do, I'm like, all right, facts. Um, even science doesn't disprove anything that I ever talk about like I always I always think um, one of my favorite books is uh the Dalai Lama wrote a book called the universe in a single atom Mm -hmm. and it's about his studies in physics and how it coincides with his beliefs and um basically he's like I believe that my religion and my beliefs should absolutely match up with science and to the point that they don't match up with science I need to question the beliefs and like yeah, I mean, so like they should they should go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason that the things that we are factually looking at on Earth should yeah. be like, well, this doesn't agree with the book. Well, then the book is wrong, my nigga. Like that's <laughs> yeah, and like um, I studied like my freshman year of college. I wanted to be an architect before anything, so like I took a lot of science classes and stuff like that. Obviously, I didn't do too good because I didn't take pictures of people. But um, I do comedy and I have like seven <laughs> degrees. I don't, don't matter. But um, and I'm a genius. I had this one teacher that like strikes my mind and he, he spoke about it. He was a chemistry teacher and he said, yeah, I'm a religious person. And like a lot of people in the scientific community aren't. But the way I see it is like what's not discovered yet. Like you can leave that up to God. Right. So I'm not saying I personally believe that, but like I can see like how people. And I, have and I don't belief. leave it up to God, but I leave it to the unknown. I see that's where I would say I stand because like I'm not gonna say science knows everything, but like there's certain things that are like it's been it's proven. What hasn't been proven yet, I'm not gonna give it to somebody that right. You, know, you gotta you gotta come earn that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like like science science is a big uh, like people would be like well science don't got to an answer for that. And I'm like yeah, that's part of science. Science is like we don't know everything. Right? Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's their first. That's like the uh, what's it called the scientific method. Like that's yeah. like the first thing. Like uh, we don't know. Everything. We don't know. So let's do this. <laughs> we're, we're gonna try our best and make sure everybody here agrees once we figure something out. But yeah, we don't right. know. And like listen, we've done this thing. 2,000 times in a row, and the same thing happens each time. So we're going to go, this is the law. Yeah. Um, but, hey, if you guys, if it doesn't happen a 2,001 time. We're changing that shit. We're changing that shit, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm all for that, um, which gives a lot, of, uh, a lot of room for leeway. And I'm all, I'm like, all for that. Um, yeah, because it, it inspires, like, new ideas. And uh, I think, like, a lot of the ideas of the church are kind of, like, dogmatic and, one-sided because even like the catholic church is saying they're not going to condone gay marriage like you know what i'm saying how how do you know jesus you know, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna disrespect anyone's religion but like how do you like how can you just make that unilateral decision jesus was gay as fuck uh, <laughs> i did not say that y'all. Listen, sure, look at the camera all right, listen. <laughs> i don't know i don't know if black jesus was gay but i've seen the pictures of white jesus and that nigga's gay uh and he, uh, he rolled a bunch of dudes. He got virgins pregnant. I don't know. Some gay shit. Um, which is cool. Uh, but for also, sure, sure. also, the Catholic Church. Yeah. Anybody looking to the Catholic Church for any kind of moral guidance. Like, I literally, like, I, my family's a lot Baptist, a lot of Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witness. Uh, 
uh, you know, I get mad at my parents for to the, the degree that they still like respect the uh, like one preacher who was a robbing preacher, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck that dude, whatever, whatever. Um, but the Catholic Church, like people were like, I'm a devout Catholic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. How? I don't believe in any I don't believe anybody or trust anybody that believes in something that much. That's kind of yeah, right. That's scary, one, you right? don't believe. But like if if if. I I am I am a devout Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. If it was found out go that birds. that go birds, mm-hmm. if they found that three Eagles coaches were caught molesting kids and they just moved them to another football team, I'd be like, yo, yo, this whole organization is suspect. They had three coaches yeah. that they didn't do shit like unless they cleared out the whole thing, apologized for it, said there was a culture that bred this and all this other shit. I'd be like, fuck this whole organization. The Catholic Church has thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah, shit, yeah. That they've admitted to. That mm-hmm. like, yeah, all right, yeah, we knew. We moved <laughs> here, we moved here, we moved here, we moved here. Don't touching Jerry, but they're like. like So at some point, you got to be like, all right, you know what? I believe in Jesus and I believe in God, but I do believe that this particular organization. Is has, a little fucked up. Right. It's very it's fucked, up. fucked up. Right, yeah. Like, and, and, and until there's a reckoning in that organization in which they go, ah, uh, we got to get rid of every priest. <laughs> like, because we're doing, because at, at that point, when it's thousands of people, um, I believe. It's like uh, the scientific method that you start to come to a, a theory. <laughs> right. Now we have a theory about, hmm, does that, the Catholic Church actually care? Or, or, no, at this point, it's, if it was a few dozen. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, they're letting things slide. When there's a few thousand, I go, is this? Are a- they teaching them this? Right. Is, is this, this a child molestation school? organization? <laughs> like, you want to talk about uh, uh, Pizzagate and shit like this, but this is Pizzagate right in front of us, and nobody wants to talk about that shit. There are devout Catholics that'll tell you about Pizzagate. Yeah. And they'd be like, yes, I go to ser- I go to my sermon every Sunday, and I can <laughs> tell you that Joe Biden's fucking these kids. Like, yo, maybe, but also, <laughs> so is your fucking pastor, like, or whatever they call him, the priest. Uh, yeah, the priest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that that that's a little difficult for me. Um, and 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 there's a lot more that's difficult for me, obviously. But that's mm-hmm. obviously difficult the main for thing, right? It's not that's that's difficult for you in the Catholic Church. That has nothing to do with me arguing with my family about their religion. <laughs> that's nothing to do with my like uh, you know my cousin with his like little. Uh, if we came from monkeys, how come monkeys don't talk? And I'm like, okay, we can have that conversation, <laughs> but that's not a good argument. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had that conversation down here the other day. The uh, the yeah, evolution versus are uh, you an evolutionist or a creationist? Yeah, I'm evolution. I mean, and like you know, that's a, the argument people always say. Like, well, why don't we look like monkeys today? Or you know, why ain't, why ain't monkeys getting up and talking tomorrow? And, um, and like, I would say go how- look at Tracy Morgan because that ain't going to I'm a fan of Tracy Morgan. I love Tracy Morgan. I think Tracy Morgan's a genius. Oh, word. I also just think oh, you look like a gorilla. <laughs> okay. I see. I see that. I can see that point. There's certain but, um, human beings that do do look like gorillas. Like I don't like the comparison of black, black people, people to, to gorillas. Yeah, because I don't think it's just black people. I've seen white people that look like gorillas too. Um, there's that dude. Uh, oh God, I'm not going to be able to think of what he's in. There's a white dude that looked just like one of the Donkey Kong gorillas. He'd be in Mad TV shows. But I'm like, yeah, no, like it's it's oh, so. Are you talking about the uh, nigga from The Wire? Yeah, hurt, hurt, yeah, yeah hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. He's got that hurt, and then and then the, there's another dude that played his brother on another show, and they look like brothers, 
And I was like, both of y'all are just Neanderthal-ass motherfuckers. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not just on black people, but every now and then I see a black person, and I'm like, yo, stop looking yeah. like that, because that's why they say that about us, <laughs> your face. Um, so I, but it, the, the argument is, I just watched a, a video of gorillas running out of the rain. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's people. That's Yeah, I mean, it's just because it's the kind of idea of like understanding like how evolution actually works versus like what you, how you think it works and then, yeah it makes sense why other monkeys and gorillas haven't gotten up and done what we've done right because it's not like it's, it's not creation it's not like all right i'm gonna pick you and if it works we're just gonna keep rolling with you it's more like i'm gonna pick one of you and one of you might get it one of you might yeah get it. <laughs> whoever gets whoever and then, wins and then it's here yeah, yeah you're going it's like in, um 2001 a space odyssey yeah that's like that's my idea of that's that's what i believe in i'm a huge sci-fi fan so like it's a great movie yeah i kicked your brother out of my apartment the last time i watched that because he walked in and started talking and i was like <laughs> get the fuck out i'm watching even in like, a movie with like 61 i think it's like 70 words like on script yeah he was talking too much for I, it <laughs> he was like oh actually so this is about that i was like nigga get out get out get out get out get out um and, and and then here's my thing about creation, um, and and it's a it's a point that like uh, fucking Dawkins and those other dickheads made, but I still agree with it. I and I thought this before. If I was creating the perfect being, mm-hmm. it would be more perfect than humans. Yeah, um, humans created the themselves. How they view yourself in power, right? That's how religion was created. How. Humans, the way that they model Jesus are uh, God. Um, sorry, family. I'm going to get into it. That's pretty much like how you would picture yourself in power. Like, don't smite me. Don't talk bad about my name. <laughs> don't put anyone above me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you some rules. Live by it. And if that's good with you, it's good with me. But in reality, like a lot of stuff, it's like, oh, so that's good. But that's not. Right. Right. And it's, and it's the whole, like, God created me, and he created, one, we're all God's creatures. Mm-hmm. God created us in our image. But he created literally millions of creatures. Millions of creatures. Yeah. But he was like, no, 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 you're the most special creature, and you're yeah. like me. Um, the rest of you niggas is just. You're, Shit out of luck. Right. And it's like, they're like. Go, they, get, go get that $400 STEMI, and then we could talk. You broke ass. Let me see a fish walking around with a stimmy, and he can say that fish is above me. Yeah. Like it's it, 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 none of it, none of it. Like the 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 human dominance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we're all God's creations, um, and even down to the uh, different religions, right? Mm-hmm. If we're all God's creations, and we're all God's creations, and that goes from the the humanness of us to the the single celled organism of us, because He created the earth and He created all of us. Mm-hmm. Why are we not all God's creatures? Like, why are we not all God's beings? Um, <clears throat> so, at that different religions point, I always say, like, you know, so then, who's right? Who's right? Like, one, of y'all, one of y'all niggas gotta be right. <laughs> And, and and you would think it might be the oldest one it would seem to make the most sense. Like, who's got the oldest religion? Okay, mm-hmm. you're closer to it because we're playing whisper down the lane. Yeah, like we God apparently spoke one to seven times in to the, different people in various settings. I mean, in the history of the world, God has picked a few choice niggas. Yeah, to talk to. Yeah, and it's like you're one. So we're either supposed to be all like Sumerian. 
or all Mormon. Like, whichever is the oldest or the newest is you can trust. <laughs> Either he gave the message once and we're playing Whisper Down the Lane and to we update that message, yeah. or he's popping in every now and again to give an updated message. It's like, hey, I got something new for y'all. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Remix. It's like Hove dropping an album. Like, hold on, niggas, hold up. Uh, <laughs> y'all thought my last shit was oh, hot. You thought that way you see the deluxe Wait version. I teach y'all Mormonism. Yep. Like, and, and like that's the only way like like for me you know i i, I am a person of extremes uh mm-hmm. so that is like for religion i either i either respect people who are all the way devout believe yeah. the strictest version of it yeah right like if you not if you not blowing up abortion clinics i'm like you don't <laughs> you don't actually believe this if you yeah. Are you really a Christian? Like, right? Are you are you completely abstinent, not masturbating until you do anything until you get married and blowing up people who don't because that's what God told you to, or are you being like, nah, I'm a heathen and I'm gonna fuck everything and I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want? Like that that like those are the only options for me, really. Like just your own guide of morality or strict adherence to that. It's like um, killing for religion, you know? Like people that are Christians that go to, I'm gonna fight for God and God pray for our troops. God bless the troops. Don't get me wrong. I love I love the troops. All that. <laughs> I ain't say shit. I love uh, troops. I have troops on here. I love troops individually as human beings. I don't yeah. Love- I was I was raised in a military family on a military base. So like you know I have different like kind of understanding and respect for it. It's to me it's kind of like you know it's the people in charge that make them get the bad image. It's not. Yeah. Listen, I re- I have mad military family. I do yeah. respect military people as individuals yeah um but i i am so anti-war that it is very difficult for me to go uh you know i know what the military is doing mm-hmm. um so while i respect them as individuals and believe that certain individuals are there with a good cause and there for good things and that has done great things for their families even i know there's ways that my family has personally prospered mm-hmm. i don't think i would be here today sitting here with you and you might not be here sitting here with me if yeah. it wasn't the, the the things that the military had done for our families in certain times. Yeah, my family come up with golf wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm there on that, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, I you know, thank you for your service. I ain't one of those. I'm like, thanks for thanks <laughs> for taking like, that. Come up, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, now back to the original point I was saying is kind of like. Um, <clears throat> If like God is really universal and loves everybody, like why would He want to pray for one side to win over the other side? Like you want to, you want, okay? God wants this guy to kill more, that guy more than that guy. Yeah. And then, like throughout history, it's been justified. I mean, you can even break that down to fucking football teams, the sports team. They go out and like we're gonna pray to God and we got God on our side. And, like, yeah. You think that other team ain't playing <laughs> praying to God over they didn't there? They're the same prayer that you just yeah. said coming out. Like, and like God's sitting there being like, hmm, well, I don't know. I just really want West Texas to win tonight. I'm just saying. I was like, yo, I got the money line on, yeah, on West Texas. So yeah. I'm going to be on their side tonight. I just dropped 40 yeah. racks on them. God's sitting up there being like, I told y'all niggas not to kill. Why you think I'm on either of y'all? I made both of y'all. Why the fuck you think I, I no one gave y'all fucking nuclear weapons? I didn't give you, yeah. I gave y'all mushrooms and weed. <laughs> what is y'all doing? Like, it, 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 yeah, if it if if it's the if that's the case, then we we fucked it all up. We oh we definitely fucked it. We fucked yeah. it. We fucked this whole pooch so hard. I was I, I was thinking the other day um, about uh, we we sit in offices all day under artificial light. 
and like not we but like people generally mm-hmm. and they sit in these jobs and they get depressed and now we got them on medication and they don't know this and god's sitting down looking at us being like yeah nigga y'all y'all know i made sunlight that makes you feel good if you're yeah. in it and did you know that on the ground there's literally there's i just made things there for you if you just pick them up and eat them you're gonna feel great yeah. you niggas is making pills in the lab to sit inside under lights like we fucked this pooch all up. he's like y'all arguing over how many guns you can have but you can't eat the the, the, the things mm-hmm. that i told you would make you feel i made those i, I said look if they make these they're gonna connect with everything they're gonna feel good and he was like those are illegal but get an ar-15 we fucked the pooch up like that's valid yeah one can kill you one can't one can just open your mind one can open your mind and make you be like what is racism we're all one and the yeah. other will be like kill people like it does it we're 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 so beyond fucked and if if and i think if god if people actually believed in god and was like yo um god's provided us everything that we need because factual everything that we need on this earth is provided for there is there is no food crisis there Mm -hmm. actually isn't there is no water crisis there actually isn't there is no housing crisis there actually isn't there isn't a land crisis even um all of it is like created by us we sure. created it all. Like everything that we need is provided on this earth. Um, so and- systems that we've created that like <clears throat> it helps keep the powers and be in power just because, you know, like when something new comes along, you don't want to lose your power to this new thing. Yeah. So you're always going to like call it down. Like, no, we got We've been pumping oil since fucking 1880, but we got to keep doing it here in 2020 because guess what? That's where my money that's, is. Yeah, that's uh, I got to. I need right. that oil. Like, no matter how detrimental it is to yeah. to actually them, you know. Niggas worry about getting warm. Fuck that. Just go what? It's like it's like it's like uh, being in a toxic relationship, and staying in it. Yeah, we're just getting gaslit. <laughs> we're just fucking getting gaslit this whole time. They're trying to tell us like, nah, y'all need this oil. Like y'all need this. I'm no, like, I, like, I don't think I do, I, but like I, he's I, very convincing. <laughs> hold on. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you telling me we gotta burn something to make this car go? When there's this other thing that I could do that'll just make it move? Yeah. Just, I just okay. All right. Boom. Right. And, right. and so I, I, I don't. I always say I never believe in God more. Than when I eat like a strawberry or like something that just like grows out of the ground that tastes great. Right. And I'm like, this tastes perfect for my mouth. Like nothing, Mm -hmm. even nothing that we can make do or whatever is going to taste better than this thing that just grew out of the ground. And now I'm enjoying it. Now I'm enjoying it. And I'm like that, that, that to me is the closest I get to God is like this natural thing that just comes to me that is perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then when I go like, well, we do so much to stray from that, um, that I don't, that's where I like, I don't understand. Yeah. I think that's kind of like where I found like my, uh, um, disinterest from was just like a lot of the hypocrisy. I just couldn't, you know, get behind still, uh, Granted, you know, like, you have people always say that aren't really, <clears throat> they're religious, but, like, they're in the church, like, you have to find your own connection. And I think, like, that's something important. And, like, that's, like, your own connection is, yeah. like, you know, when you find that fresh thing, like, that's, that's, that's the closest thing you feel to, like, natural earth. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, I, I see, I see exactly what you mean. Um, all right. Kanye. Part three. Yeezy. This is the part I'm waiting for. Right, this is the part I'm always waiting for. It's my favorite part of God. This is a whole, it's a whole point. I don't give a fuck about your politics or your religion. I only give a fuck <laughs> about your goddamn Kanye. I give a fuck about both because they're, they're, they're equally combined. 
Yes, please. And it's gonna touch his. My opinion is gonna touch on all aspects that we've already discussed. That's that's the whole point of this podcast is that it is all related. Everything comes back to yay. Full circle. So you were just saying you was about to say. Uh, oh, you said you had a Kanye thing. You was like you send an email, some shit. Oh no, no, no! Because when we we just shot that commercial the other day, mm-hmm. and you're just, a- the law of Sebastian Wallace coming soon. Call Aston. <laughs> But yeah, we shot the real commercial. I'm really a lawyer. Yeah, we shot the commercial the other day, and then um, you had the audio in your computer, and I was like, "Yo, just email it to me." And you, the first email you sent was a folder of just like all these Kanye leaks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I downloaded it, and like I started going through, and I was like, "Are one of these like the audio file?" And then I went back to my email, and it's the next one. Like I don't know how it happened, but yeah, I have like that whole folder with like all that music, the yeah. all stuff you've been <clears throat> allegedly <clears throat> downloading, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, I well, I I I, I was sending you the the first email, and and it, the last email that I sent was that email to somebody. And I was like, oh, I should probably want this too. Gotcha. So I just okay. sent that over to you. Now yeah. he has some context and clarity because I was like. Maybe he just like clicked in the wrong folder and like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, you probably want that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so Kanye, what do you what do you got to ask me about Kanye? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's a big big times for Kanye, and in this podcast, a lot hasn't been happening with Kanye. But in the last few weeks, Kanye's gotten divorced. Um, Kanye has again, again, uh, been claimed to have been. He hasn't claimed personally, but has they the the streets have claimed that he is now the richest black man in America. Mm-hmm. Um, on this podcast, I've said several times that he is the second richest black man in America. Behind who? Uh, some investor nigga. I don't know that nigga. nigga. Um, he he probably makes like matchbooks or something. Yeah, like that. Some, some dude just lay back and just count his money. It's yeah. like hmm, don't don't bring my name up. So I don't bring that nigga name up. If he wants his press, I'll give him his press. But he don't Got want you. it. Um, but now Kanye. Um, and I'll say this. So they they said he's the second richest black man in America, and I've I've, mm-hmm. I've traced it because I call it nigga news. Um, it's so bad. Uh. It was a Bloomberg News report that said Gap and Kanye hope for the Gap deal to be a a billion dollar venture. Mm-hmm. And it was their hopes for what the deal would do. And I think Complex was the first one I saw do it, but a bunch of other like hip hop labels were like the Gap deal's worth a billion dollars. It puts Kanye over this and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. um and and I, I I saw the two stories like I see the discrepancy between the two stories so I I understand Forbes now is pulling back and going Kanye is only worth yeah for that I was talking about the six point six billion a day right. that just yeah. came out yeah, yeah yeah Forbes is pulling back on that um honestly I haven't looked too deep in it I was just because to me when I first saw it I was like skeptical but I was like hmm I mean whatever he good for him that's what I was thinking like I'm not gonna look too deep in it right. Whatever, but like I was skeptical just because like how did he go from being in debt a few years ago to now he's worth six point six billion, and the only really deal I could like the Yeezy, the Yeezy brand like the biggest part of his portfolio and like I know a lot of niggas wear Yeezys but is it six point six billion dollars worth of niggas wearing Yeezys? Well, all right, so all right, I'll go a couple things on this. Uh, one with bankruptcy or debt. It means a different thing in the world of wealth than it does to us. It just means what you owe. It doesn't mean what right. you have. Right. Um, so he's like, all right, you know, he might have taken all these loans. He might owe this money. He might have been talking all that shit. But it means a different thing than when I, if I'm like, hey, I owe niggas $54. Yeah. And then a <laughs> few weeks later, I'm like, yeah, I got $1,000. 
And you'd be like, well, did you pay that nigga back? I'm like, yeah, what traps <laughs> did you just bust? Right, right, right. <laughs> So that's like a different thing. And I learned that lesson first from Donald Trump. Like, I remember as a kid, the first time Donald Trump declared bankruptcy and me being like, Donald Trump in my mind being the richest person in the world. Like, he's like richest, richy rich to me when I was a kid. Like, I yeah. just thought he was the richest person ever because everything's gold and whatever. And then he was bankrupt. And I was like, hey, dad, like, and my dad was like, oh, no, like, it's different for rich people. That just means you don't got to pay the debts yet. Yeah. At, or at all. Right. Some, in some cases. Yeah. So, like, that, that's, like, one thing for me. Um, two, we, nobody questions Mark Zuckerberg's valuation, um, Elon Musk's valuation shifts by tens of billion dollars by the week, sometimes to the day. Mm. Shifts based on, like, what the market projects that your thing is worth, right? Right. Um, so, like, the, literally, like, a few weeks ago, Elon Musk was the richest person in the world mm -hmm. because his stock valuation went up. Yeah. And so that changed his valuation. And then a few weeks later, it went down a little bit. Amazon's went up. And now Jeff Bezos is the richest person. And they're literally going like, oh, well, he's got $10 billion more now. Oh, now he's got $10 billion more now or $10 billion more less. And so Kanye's shift is less than that. And it's based on real deals. So I'm like, why, why when it comes to Kanye, these valuations aren't legitimate? Whereas where they're applied to other people, um, other people, the valuations are more legitimate. Um, what I would say is um, just like, and I'm honestly new to the stock market, like this year, a lot of the platforms that have been coming out lately, it makes it a lot easier for people that don't know shit to like yeah. kind of get a few ideas. Like they even said, like, this is the most, <clears throat> this is like the most young black investors ever mm -hmm. in like history. So with that, I would say like someone like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, like their stock is traded on the market. So, like, you can see, as the, like you said, as the value of the stock goes up and down, their wealth goes up and down because also, too, like you were saying, like, net worth and wealth like that is not, like, how much money you have in the bank account. It's your assets. Right. So, if I own a 1,000 stocks of Amazon, and I literally did the math from the start of the pandemic to now, the amount that the stock of Amazon has gone, gone up, and, like, you can see how many shares he has. He's increased his wealth, his wealth, his net worth, $84 billion in one year. Right. He don't got $84 billion in his pocket. He just, the value of the stocks that he holds went right. up. Now, the reason, like I said, I, I don't really know too much about the Kanye thing is because, like, what's the value of, like, gap stocks? And, like, how much has that gone up? And, like, is it Yeezy making a direct influence? And, like, what's Yeezy being sold under? What, and then he goes in, like, what's the profit margin? And I'm not saying I don't trust the nigga because I'm always going to give a nigga benefit. That, you feel me? That's what I said when I first read the article. I was like, you know what? I don't know, but good for him. <laughs> I seen this tweet. It was like... Yo, Yeezy's the first nigga to ever leave his baby, leave his baby mom and become the richest nigga in the world. I salute him. And I was like, I'm with that. I, I, like, and here's like my biggest thing. Black people, we supposed to be like, like, as, as Hope said, what's better than one black billionaire too? Yeah. Especially when, what's better than one billionaire too, especially when they seem, same hue as you. Yeah. Now here come Kanye. Mm -hmm. Same hue as me. Mm-hmm. Making music that I've loved my whole life, talking shit that I've loved my whole life. Make music my whole his my whole life. I'm gonna have to stop you. Your whole not my whole life. My whole life. Your too. whole life. Yes. Your life. Your whole no, life. Even. I'm saying no. It, it it stopped. Kanye. I'm gonna say it here. You're saying the music stopped. Kanye West doesn't make good music anymore. Did you listen to the motherfucking the fucking shit I sent you, my nigga? I didn't because okay. yo, honestly, morally, and this is when it gets to the music mm -hmm, part, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. morally, I cannot listen to his music and also sonically, 
his music is not good anymore. Like it's just it's just average. Like he gets by on so much mediocrity. Like the last Kanye album I listened to was the Life of Pablo. I'm just being honest, and like you know, I'll be around people, so like I'll hear tracks. And Life of Pablo's a classic. Life of Pablo's, as I'm saying, it's great. Okay, but it goes back, like you said, it brings everything full circle. The the politics thing after that, when he started like supporting Trump, and I'm not, I'm all for one like voicing your opinion or whatever, but like when he started getting into the political sphere, he was speaking about things like he had no clue about. He said, "Oh, this is my feeling, so I believe it to be true," which is dangerous because you're speaking to an entire culture of people and your invo- your your voice is powerful so now you're spewing lies to the people what are, like what am i listening to your music for i listen to kanye's music because it was political it was conscious it was thoughtful and not just that his production was out of this world so now like after that it became like well i'm not i'm just not gonna listen to his music because it's not gonna do the same thing for me and then like when i finally did hear snippets here and there it's just like ah okay okay so clearly Clearly, we started this on me sending you a whole bunch of unreleased Kanye music yep. of which you did not listen to. Nope. And if you didn't listen to it, it is the the, the first disc of the Kanye music. It's Drake. Mm-hmm. It's unreleased Drake music too. It's too oh, unreleased. Yeah. I, I listen to that Drake shit too. <laughs> yeah, listen. Like, you listen to Drake shit, not the Ye shit. The yeah. first disc of Ye shit is it's the Yandi album that never got didn't released. Listen to it. It's it is the Jesus is King tracks before he Jesus them up. So all the like Selah, uh, uh, use this gospel. It's not even called. It's not even use this gospel. It's got a whole different lyrics to it. He scrapped good music, mm-hmm. good music, and good music. He scrapped it to make all this like Christian shit. Mm-hmm. But he can still make does it, good music. What is it? Little, does it live to the late registration? Late registration is the second best album of all time. What are you talking about? Do it live up to late registration? What no, about, it ain't late registration. What, what but, about uh, My who, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Does it live up to that? Does it live that's up? the greatest album. What's the one of the greatest albums of all time? What about Jesus? Nigga, that was the groundbreaker. Listen. This is the listen. point I'm trying to make, people. That And like, yo, it's not even a I thing. want to tell me the artists that you expect their ninth album to be as good as their best album. There does the rock. Shut the Chicken fuck man. up. Shut the fuck Chicken up. Chicken man. Ho, first of all, Ho's best album is his first album. First of all, Ho's best album is his first album. Ho peaked on his first album. And then he goes down a little bit, up a little bit, Peak. down a little bit. No, no, stays even. No. So, you, so you're putting, you're going to put reasonable doubt above blue, uh, the blueprint? I'll put, yeah, for sure. Easily, 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 easily. Easily. See, like, that's something I'm not even going to argue. That's just opinion and, like, that's, No, that's like, not even opinion. That's there opinion are songs. They're, they're neck and neck. There's like, songs on the blueprint that if you listen to them now, they're corny. There are songs like that what? on the blueprint that are, uh, I think. Yeah, girl, let's get this track. I think up. Girls, Girls, Girls is a little corny. Ooh, you think. Uh, Aston, you do you think Girls, Girls, Girls I think is it's, corny? I think, I, think it's a, I think it's a good song. I think it's a great song. But does it hold up to me the way that every single track on Reasonable Doubt does? And I get it. You wasn't born when Reasonable Doubt came out. So you don't know that shit. But Reasonable Doubt. Actually, I was born. I was uh, about, <laughs> about eight months old. So <laughs> I just wanted to talk some shit. Uh, oh, God. They put that shit in my crib. They're just blasting. Like, yo, you need to get on this. Yo, digger. like, honestly, like, a lot of these Johns is like, they classics, but they don't hold up the way that Reasonable Doubt do. I mean, I'm, 
That's that's, that's, Izzo that's got, an opinion. Izzo got Izzo got a tinge of corny to it now. Um, what else you got out here? Like Song the, they, cry. They, they, they don't. Part of the city. You don't know Jigga that nigga, bro. Take I'm over. telling you, they don't. You not you listen. You listen to Blueprint for nostalgia. You listen to Reasonable Doubt because it's still a thorough album. Yeah, it's great. And like honestly, too, like that's the. Because Jay made a business decision after Reasonable Doubt. Because Reasonable Doubt debuted not that good. And then they're picking up steam after he dropped. He made a business album, decision right, after one. Volume 2. Volume yeah. 1, really. Volume yeah. 1, yeah. So after Re- Reasonable Doubt, he was giving these deep, lyrical, intricate metaphors. Like, the evils? Like, I'm kidnapping your baby mom. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. the whole story that he tells in that second verse mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then he started going a little more mainstream, but he's still spitting bars. Like the story that he tells in Girls, Girls, or the stories that he tells in um, 99 Problems. It's more palatable to like the mainstream audience, but it's, it's more still- palatable to the mainstream audience. But Jay Z's most thorough, most authentic, best album is Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable yeah. Doubt, period. And that's what I'm saying. And, like, and even, if, even if we're talking about Blueprint, mm-hmm. We ain't talking about Magna Carta, Holy Grail. No. Nah, just the bottom. But then it came out in 444. And 444 is a real good old nigga album. It's a great old nigga album. It's real. <laughs> it's, right? It's an old nigga album. He just does an old nigga with lessons. And you're like, yo, this is good. I'm an old nigga. So I listened to it. And I was like, yeah, I should have bought art too. Yeah, I should have done this too. But it's not. So, so, so now I'm supposed to hold Kanye, who dropped a classic album on his eighth album. Which is Pablo. Okay. So he drops a classic album there. Yep. Then this nigga find Jesus and do all his weird shit and go on his weird shit. He and and in the time that he dropped Gay and and, and fuck you if you're gonna tell me that Kids See Ghost isn't a great album. Kids See Ghost is great because of Kid Cudi. But the production is but good. But it's still production great. Is good. Production's good. And right? so how much is that Cudi it? trying to say like yo and then even like the uh the push T shit he did. Great. Tiana Taylor's album he did that year. I liked Tiana Taylor's album. It was mad good. All those albums were fire. He produced and he about, produced five of those at I'm the same time. Kanye's I'm saying, so I'm saying gonna, this. Are we gonna say he can't produce good music still? I'm not. I didn't say that. Okay. I said Kanye albums. I'm not tuning into anymore. I, like, do I want to listen to an album where the first line is "I thought about killing myself"? I thought about killing you today, but I like myself way I more. I thought that was one of the most honest intros i've ever heard on an it's album. honest but if you tell it to your psychiatrist they're gonna call the cops because they you have that's a premeditated yeah but <laughs> idea. Like, like like all right and, and here's the thing and this is what i do like about where kanye was at that time was um and this is what he said when he was saying all the shit that we all say is irresponsible mm-hmm. um we spend too much time measuring what we say we're worried about if I say this, how are mm-hmm. people going to feel this? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm a person who I, I like people reach out to me for like all sorts of weird shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like people like reach out to me on suicides, law shit, like da, 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 da. and people reach out with feelings that I think are normal, mm-hmm. that they feel aren't normal. And because they feel them and no one else is saying that they feel them, it's more jarring to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we we guard a lot of shit that we actually feel and Kanye went through this phase of going I am going to tell you what I feel whatever whatever the consequences so because we lose so much in 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 in, in measuring what we say so is, is it is it okay for Trump to call it the China virus he feels that way that's not what he feels he's he's he's, he's gotten a, no he's got a joke on that it's not so what he feels back to the politics in the beginning too like this is something I just thought of 
I feel like the main difference between Trump and Bush is like Trump really feels that way about all the shit that he did, all the things that he said. He like low key deep down feels that way. Bush was just an idiot that got talked into a lot of shit. I don't think Trump feels the way about half of the things that he said. Trump isn't a Christian. Trump isn't. I don't even. Oh no, no, no! I'm, not, like, I'm talking about the fucked up things he said, the not the things positive that he things. Says, right, right. The faux positive but things I think, I think a lot of that thing, a lot of things that he said, come from knowing that his base felt that way, and know that's what he has to do to stir them up. Mm. Where, so why can't why can't the right to Kanye? Because now it's Kanye's crazy. Kanye's gone past the point. And before, like, okay, so I guess this boils down like to my main point. Before Kanye was controversial because he was getting on live TV and saying George Bush doesn't care about black people, which is something that everybody knew. And it was a fact. Like, how you wait four days to go send help to a city that's underwater? But like, again, what did Kanye say before he said George Bush doesn't care about black people? He was him and Michael Myers were talking about something. I just remember like Right. He was talking about how he went shopping after he heard about Katrina and how it took him a while to respond to it and how he was on some fuck shit and that 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 he was so disconnected from the struggles of other people that it like that how it fucked him up that he he said the first thing he went to do after he heard about Katrina was go shopping and how fucked up that was. That's what he spent two minutes talking about before he came back and said George Bush doesn't care about black people. That's an interesting point because honestly, I haven't seen that like that full part of the clip in so long. But like, that just makes me think like that was him in 06 or whatever, 05 that happened. Uh-huh. That was 05, him thinking that like, I'm so disconnected from people, I can't feel their pain. And then come 16 years later, you were married to the Kardashians, one of the most isolated families ever. And now you're spewing this bullshit. But also, it's, like, on brand for his personality. But I just think, like, he lost his connection to the things that he was really trying to say and, like, the people that he was really trying to reach. Now he's just trying to do I, things for I, shock value. I, like, also don't, I, I, I also don't think Kanye – for shock value, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I, have I told you've, – you've heard the whole theory about the performance art of it and all the things that he tweeted beforehand? No. Okay. Well, he tweeted like uh, right before he put the Trump hat on. He tweeted David Hammond's Spade uh, art project, which was a uh, you know David Hammond. Uh, yeah. It was part of Soul of a Nation. Um, David Hammond's his whole project was called Spade, and it was taking racist images and flipping them on themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would like take all these different racist images and try to flip them. So Kanye, before he puts on the hat, the days before he puts on the hat, he tweets three things. He, David Hammond, mm-hmm. um, who's got the, the hat, he flips racist images. The other one is uh, this fucking French artist, and I can never remember his name, but his project, he locked himself in a room with a coyote, which the coyote re- <laughs> represents the, the wildness of America. Did he have to fight the coyote ever? Or like, yeah, so he, he it's, it's, it's cool, the pictures. He's like wrapped in like a cloak and shit, and he's just like still in the room, and he's trying to like calm the coyote. And he thinks like, like basically like, the coyote represents the wildness in America, and he's trying to like be in a room with the wildness of America a few hours a day, mm-hmm. and he's trying to calm the coyote being in the room. So that's mm-hmm. the second thing that coyote uh, that Kanye tweets is that project from him, and then the third thing he tweets Andy Kaufman, who's like super performance artist. Yeah. And then the next day he goes out, he puts on the hat, and goes, "I love Trump." Mm-hmm. Which is being like three things. Like, here's the racist image that I'm going to flip, which he constantly talked about. Like, I'm trying to redefine what the image of this is. Mm-hmm. I, and the whole time that was when he was deep in his Christian shit, and he was like, I'm, I love Jesus and I love everybody. And I also love Donald Trump, which he said several times. Like, I love everybody and I love Donald Trump too. Who's mm-hmm. the most hated person? My wife said, I can't do this. And I said, why? Because this is the person I hate the most. So I'm going to go love the person that everyone hates the most. And then the third thing is like Andy Kaufman, performance artist. But so, see, that goes back to my point of like being disconnected, you know, because 
in him trying to create this art and like give this message, he supported a platform that was completely against everyone that got him to where he is. So like, in a sense, you can say Kanye supporting Trump helped Trump get do the things that he did. It didn't. So it didn't help Trump do anything. He didn't support Trump on the run up to his election. He didn't support Trump on the run up to his re-election. He pulled out before the re-election campaign started and he got in after the campaign was done. He literally strategically maybe i think mm-hmm. made sure he was not present for trump and had rescinded all of his support for trump prior to the election process and did not start his support for trump in fact was donating money to hillary clinton before it yeah and opened up a conversation between us to go well do we need to be democrats are democrats uh doing this for us are democrats doing this for us whatever whatever which is definitely a, a dialogue that needs to be had but the what always uh, runs in my mind is one that that first TMZ interview where the, the dude where he talks about uh, slavery was a choice. And then the second one after where they're trying to ask him about policy and things like that. And it's just like you can tell like he clearly doesn't understand the policies, like the difference between like being a Democrat and being a Republican. He's doing it just because he feels, OK, this is this is anti so I'm gonna go the other way and show you how this can be cool too. Right, and I think I and I think that's wrong, um, but I think that I can't fault him for being wrong there necessarily because the entire Black Republican movement, mm-hmm. I think, is wrong on the same logical fallacy. For sure. And the same the, the logical fallacy is there are two sides. Um, you can only be one or the other. And I can convince you. I can convince any Black. I can convince anybody in an hour that the Democrat party isn't there to support them. And if they don't think they have anywhere to run, but to the other side, that's where they're going to go. And Kanye fell for that. And, yeah. and I hate that. I do hate that. And there were, yeah. there's been a lot of times that I saw him just talking nonsense that I could, and that the things that he was saying, I knew the source from it. I, cause I know who the fuck he was listening to. And I'd be like, Oh no, that's their philosophy. That's their talking their, points. Yeah. But that's him. That's him just being wrong, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I don't consider that being more wrong than somebody going out and supporting the Democrats and yelling at me about like, oh, well, you know, yeah, they droned all these kids and yeah, they, they did this. I'm not looking to any celebrity for political advice. No, that's 100% facts. But at the same time, you know, like, yeah, people aren't looking them for for advice and things like that. But you have this platform, and once you use your voice, you have to be cognizant of the things you say and like the ramifications of it. And then when people tell you you're wrong for it, and you should look at this, look at that, and look at that, to like try to formulate your opinion better, and you shut it down, and you don't want to do it, you double down on your anti because because people spoke out against me. I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm just gonna double down. That's where I feel like it gets kind of wrong because I don't. But he didn't just double down. He didn't just double down. He, when, when they started going hard, uh, Candace Owens was in his shit about a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. He pulled back from her and he made a public statement. And he goes, listen, I feel like these people have used me. I feel like they've, 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 um, you know, they, they've tried to use my name for certain things. They've, they've, they've tried to manipulate me and I'm pulling myself away from these. I'm pulling back from politics. This isn't how I feel. Um, he, he did those things. Mm-hmm. He, he actually did like pull back and I, and I still don't know that he's in the best. Like, I don't, I don't, I think Kanye West is a musical genius. I think he's even a business yeah. genius and all this other stuff. Um, 
but I, I, I don't put him above me politically in thinking. Like I just, <laughs> if we was talking about like how to make an album, I'd be like, all right, great. But if Kanye was talking about me about policy, I'd be like, oh, well, listen, we're on the same plane at the very least. I think like it just always the two always correlate for me with Kanye because like my earliest memories of our Kanye being political and the music always tied back into being political, even if it wasn't directly political, he was speaking about the subtle injustices, like, how are you going to tell me to get a job today? I can't even get a raise on the minimum wage. And then you go to talk about, like, bleach on your asshole, like, it's, it's a huge but, difference but, in mentality right, okay. and like, thought process. Which, at the same time, like I said, I love Life of Pablo. I'm not trying to come up that long, that, that song, because it's a great song. And St. Pablo is great on there. Yeah. But, like I said, it's that subtle difference in mindset, which kind of me like take a step back and not until he, like he came back to my side. I'm not gonna listen unless he's on my side. But like if you're gonna, because it's not like he was coming from an informed position before, where like he was in these struggles and seeing Kanye was going never, never, and I want to stress this: he has never been informed, <laughs> and he has told you the whole time he is not informed. He's a I don't read books. I don't read like the, the 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 most poignant statement I've ever heard from Kanye came after the first TMZ interview. He did another TMZ interview, and the guy asked him a question, and Kanye said, "I'm learning to say, let me go look into that." And he was like, "He's like I I found he's like I was trying to just speak freely, but I've yeah. learned to say if there's something that someone asked me that I don't know about to say." Let me go look into that. And that is his I know whole exactly career. You're talking about. Yeah. And like, that's, that's my point. You know what I'm saying? Like before, so what you're telling me is like, before you're disputing shit without even knowing, but, but the difference is the shit that he was spewing before that interview. And it's not about partisanism. Cause I don't give a fuck about me. I'm a registered independent. I don't subscribe to either party. I subscribe to what I think is the best option at that time. But to me, I feel like, you know, you're, you're more around these people that are, grew up the same way you did like you're more involved in your community like even like going back to the uh uh what's the eel canoe video oh uh, touch yeah. the sky touch yeah, the sky yeah, yeah. and then like uh he's talking with uh nia long and yeah. uh uh what's her name um uh damn i can't think of her name because nia long, and, long yeah uh, uh Di not diana's daughter what's her name anna ross's daughter yeah uh, the one that's on blackish Oh, oh, Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy yeah. Ellis Ross, yeah. It was Tracy Ellis Ross and Neil Long, and he's like, oh, you don't leave me, you got on now? You don't leave me for a white girl? What about that? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was cognizant of these things before he was doing them because that was part of his environment. But once he got taken away from that environment, you still have the same person that wants to speak about the things that he feels and cares about. And yeah, he might have not been reading books then, but he was talking to the nigga on the street that was like, yeah, like, this is fucked up. Right. That's fucked up. Now you're talking to these millionaires, billionaires that are surrounded by the Kardashians, and that's when you start saying things like, maybe slavery was a choice. Well, you see, like, the inherent difference of, like... I still, I, I'm going to say, I still not a... Most days go that I want to tweet, slavery was a choice. And uh, you want to? I want to retweet it. I don't think it was wrong. I, I think as we watch people... Um, slavery, like chattel slavery. I, no, like. not chattel slavery. But that's not what he was talking about. He yes, wasn't he talking was, about what, chattel slavery. He? he is talking about the the mind state that we're 
in is slavery. And every day that I see people go, well, look, he gave us $1,400. Oh, but he gave us this. And I was like, and I go, well, nigga, this is what the fuck he was talking about. Like us just accepting whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, it's the only way it makes sense to me is for him to go apply it to your current life. Because to him to just say slavery was a choice is the stupidest statement ever. <laughs> it's dumb. So, like, all right, because I watched that. It's been so long. We had so much bullshit years of Trump. Like, there's, I was, I was talking to my homie the other day, like, you know, sometimes, like, these stories you hear are just so fucked up, but you got to, like, just try to find, you know, something in it that doesn't make you just want to just be dreadful all day. I've forgotten, like, the exact gist of all these interviews, but I just know how my opinion was formed because of them. So I'd have to go back and watch some of these because, like, honestly, like, the way the way I felt that, the way I feel now, I'm talking like Kanye now, the way I feel that he was talking about what he meant in that interview, he felt like slavery inherently was a choice. And- All right, tell the people where they can find you at. So, yeah, now that I've just spent the last uh, hour or so slandering Kanye, hour plus. politics and religion, uh, you can find me at Asher Kai, that's A-S-H-E-R-K-A, three eyes. Three eyes for the third eye, you know, because you woke out here. Stay woke, my nigga. <laughs> we are woke. Yeah. And I've been asking Wells. This is the FPRK Radio Podcast. You can find us at FPRK Radio on Instagram and other things. You can find me at Fast Ramon on everything. And follow me on YouTube at Aston Wallace. Um, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Peace. Don't hit me for free shit. No free shit, but watch my commercial. <laughs> Law Office of Aston Wallace. Peace.